Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Two Rivers Leadership Podcast. I'm Will Hampton. I'm so glad that you're tuning in. This is episode number 14. We are talking about our kingdom culture values. We are on kingdom culture value number three. The third kingdom culture value that we have at Two Rivers is that we are designed for a book of Acts lifestyle. So we want to see every aspect of the early church active in the way that we live, especially the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit giving evidence of the risen Jesus. When I read the book of Acts, I get stoked. I just can't help but when I read through how God establishes the church and I see all these miraculous events and I see God intervening in powerful ways and I see leaders who are really suffering to bring the gospel into these new cities. But then I see God showing up. People are being set free from prison and shackles are falling off their arms and demon-possessed people are being released from their bondage. And I see cities that are radically transformed and I see unusual miracles that are happening where They've got handkerchiefs that are going out and people are touching the handkerchief and getting healed. People are walking down the street and the shadow is falling on someone and they're being healed. We're seeing Peter and John come to the man at the at the temple and, and they say, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have, take up your mat and walk. You see in the book of Acts, this day of Pentecost where on that day, There were 120 believers who were in an upper room, probably at the temple. And in that moment, the the presence of God, the Holy Spirit was released in their life. There was a sound like a mighty rushing wind and then tongues of fire rested on each one. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that day, 3,000, 3,000 people were added to the church. I believe that God wants to do something supernatural through our lives. That if we would be dedicated to a book of Acts lifestyle, the way I see this is that the Bible says, keep in step with the Spirit and therefore you won't gratify the desires of the sinful nature. This idea of keeping in step with the Spirit has to do with abiding in the vine. You know, that keep in step with the Spirit, that's Galatians. And then John chapter 15 says, abide in the vine. That every aspect of my life, every day, I would be in communion with God. Pray always. can Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. That sounds like, oh, I just have to say prayers. No, you just you get into the presence of God. You, you get filled in the presence of God. And then you begin to live out your life each day. God has divine appointments for your life. And if you would be willing to obey, hear the voice of God and obey what God has to say, there will be miraculous things that are going to take place in your life. So, for instance, as we have been starting Two Rivers Church, I've told people, hey, we can believe that God is going to do the miraculous, 
in our midst. As, as you are establishing a new church, you can just believe it. In fact, the word says that signs and wonders accompany the message to kind of, one, signs and wonders bring <laughs> a lot of hype. They bring, they're like, they're, they're like their own promotion. When somebody gets healed, they tell someone about it. Like, God, Jesus healed me. And then, then there's the crowds, the gawkers that come to be like, what in the world? These people are messed up. This is kind of weird. Something's going on here. And people kind of gather around. We have this weird interest in the supernatural. We have all these scary movies that are out. And, and, and so there is this, there is the people know there's something there. There's, there's something there. And as a church, I am not willing to handcuff us. There's churches that say that, that all of the gifts of the Spirit have ceased, that that's only in the age of the apostles. And I can't imagine if you came to Christ and you didn't know anything about the Word, and I sent you away with the Bible, and I said, hey, go read the Bible and come back and tell me what it is. I cannot imagine someone taking the word and coming back and saying, oh, yeah, uh, God's done. He stopped doing miracles. He stopped doing <laughs> book of Acts activities. I can't find it in the word. It's not there. Uh, so what we are going to do at Two Rivers Church is we are going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible Jesus says to his disciples, hey, before you go into all the world and preach the gospel, before you make disciples of every nation, before you go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth, I want you to remain here in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. So a book of Acts lifestyle is triggered. You're inundated. You're, you are inundated into the things of the spirit that like you're baptized in the holy spirit we believe in three baptisms the first baptism you are baptized by the holy spirit into christ at the moment of salvation you have received the holy spirit then you're baptized into water but jesus said i will baptize you in the holy spirit and i will baptize you in fire and so so at some point, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you, and you're going to, in that moment, what's going to happen, the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. That's the initial physical evidence. There are many more evidences of the Holy Spirit. Probably the more direct and the more, like, so that's the initial, hey, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I begin to speak in tongues. It's a prayer language that we use on a continuous basis. And then... What you should receive is you should receive power. So what should be evidenced out of your life is this boldness, this power, this fire that comes out of your life as you are living this Book of Acts lifestyle. And, and it is amazing to have. So when I was in India, they, we were preaching and we had this uh, huge crowd, thousands of people that were there at this conference and there are Hindus all over the place. There were police officers that were trying to stop the conference. And in between one of the sessions, I was getting ready to preach about apostolic authority. I was literally getting ready to go up and preach about that. And I'm standing up to the front, and they bring a demon-possessed boy. The father's distraught. The boy is writhing and fighting with the men that are holding him. And they bring this boy to me in the front of this crowd of thousands of people. 
And in the back of my head, I started to think, oh boy, now what? Here we go. I'm getting ready to preach on apostolic authority. And they're bringing a demon-possessed boy. And now what? What do you do now? And here's what I did. Because I had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I began to pray in an unknown tongue. The Bible says that the Spirit intercedes for things that we don't even understand. In fact, the Holy Spirit begins to pray in accordance to the will of God because the Spirit of God will only speak what He has heard, spoken. And so we're going to pray. When you begin to pray in tongues, you begin to, the Bible says your spirit is built up. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says, as I pray in tongues, that my inner man is built up. And so, so as I began, I just began to pray in tongues and they brought this boy to me. I began to lay hands on him and I, and I prayed in tongues and I felt the love of God begin to flow through my life. I felt the love of God for this young boy. And then I had what, what transitioned from the love of God to anger in this righteous authority came over my life. And I, I just was praying in tongues for this boy. I laid hands on him. And at first I was praying, I felt the love of God flowing through my life. And then I felt this authority and my, and my prayer language changed from what must have been love language. I can't other, other than what was in my spirit was this authority. And I began to pray in tongues in authority over this boy. He, he was slain in the spirit. The, the demon came out of him. He woke up about 10 minutes later in his right mind. And the father said, hey, thank you so much. And, and you know, they interpreted and did all, all those things. And, and that boy and his father went away totally in his right mind. And, and what happens And I got up and I was able to preach about apostolic authority, the fathering role of the apostle and the need for replication. And I'm going to tell you something. They all leaned in to listen. Everybody leaned in to listen. And, and, and in that conference, we had people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit wholesale. Hundreds of, of people were baptized in the Holy Spirit at the same moment. A supernatural establishment of the church. I went from there and we went into a small village. And in that small village, there was, it was a tribal church that was being established. The first church to ever be established in this tribal region the first time the gospel had been preached to these people. And I was able to lay hands on and pray for the pastor and his wife. And before I could lay hands on them, the presence of God came into the room and they were just slain and laid out in the spirit. And God was at work in their life. As the church is being established, God brings a supernatural power. And God brings authority into someone's life for the establishment and the building of the church so that Jesus would be lifted up. And so, so Book of Acts lifestyle, I think oftentimes churches, we, try to, we uh, are trying to hide this power that we have. Well, they're trying to hide and downplay what we have. And there, there are moments that we kind of have to contextualize the gospel so, so that people that are outsiders don't come in and just freak out and we're doing all... You know, we're doing our crazy thing. But there's got to be place. There's got to be room for that, that supernatural 
power of the Holy Spirit to be released out of our life. And somebody, at some point, you got to be able to lay hands on somebody and pray for them and say, look, in the name of Jesus, take up your mat and walk. I'm going to, I got something that's in me. I've got a thing that's the Holy Spirit in me and the power of God in me that's got to come from me into you. And something's going to change in your life and you're never going to be the same. In the name of Jesus Christ, and that is this dramatic, we call it power encounter evangelism. A great, a great story of power encounter evangelism is Elijah on Mount Carmel. And Elijah says, hey, you bring over all the priests of Baal and, and you guys, you're going to pray and you're going to do, you're going to ask your God to consume the altar and, and send fire from heaven to, to consume your sacrifice. And I'll pray to Jehovah and I'll ask him to consume our, uh, the sacrifice that I have on my altar and, and we'll see who the real God is. And at the end of that story, all the prophets of Baal, obviously Baal didn't show up for them. God consumed the, with fire and all the prophets of Baal were killed and people were turned to God. And so, so there's this power encounter that takes place. Just the other day at church, there was a woman that was at church, and it was obvious to me that she had uh, some, she was drunk, and she had some kind of demonic oppression in her life, and she was there, she was kind of trying to hijack our prayer time and trying to, trying to gain attention. One of the things that the devil tries to do, he comes as a distracting spirit, a deceiving spirit, and she came and, and, and she took hold of my hand. Now, in the natural, you say, oh, man, this person's demon-possessed. What are we going to do? But in the supernatural, I said, look, I've got, this, I've got this power in me. And I began to speak in tongues. And I began to pray in tongues and begin to release the gift of God. Because when you don't know what to pray, you let the Spirit of God come and, and pray. And you let the Spirit of God be released out of your life. And, I, and had I not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'd have not known what to do or what to say. Or you got to try to, oh, I say the prayer in the right way. Maybe, maybe I didn't say the words in the right order. Or, you know, whatever you see these pathetic exorcist movies where they're trying to cast out the demons and the demons are just playing with these guys. And, and that's not how it should work. For somebody that's been baptized in the Holy Spirit to walk in authority, to walk in what God has put in your life. And so when you see a miracle, it is really hard for somebody to say there's no God. When they experience the presence of God, it's hard for somebody to say, hey, there's no God. So, so we're gotta, we've got to, and I value this idea that we're going to be a book of Acts lifestyle. We, as a church, we value the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're going to release the Holy Spirit into people's lives so they can be and encounter God and be changed by God. And if, if you start looking at it missiologically, we exist in a culture today in which people need to experience, like one of the great functions of what the church has to do is we have to help people experience God. Why do, You go to church online, you can go watch podcasts and listen to podcasts, you can watch all, the, all these videos and everything online, but what you can't get from that is the live encounter of the presence of God. So when we gather together, there needs to be this sense of the presence of God. When two or three are gathered, there I am in their midst. 
And there's something that should be activated in your heart and in your life as, as we gather together. So I want to encourage you to think about and pray into and study more into and, and invite the presence of God into your life on a daily basis. And then, and then just obey. God, God will start telling you, that, hey, I want you to talk to this person. I want, you to, I want you to say this to that person. I want you to do these things. And, and if you're willing to risk it, if you're willing to step out in faith and believe God that he will establish his church through signs and wonders and miraculous, then we'll see something awesome happen in our midst. God bless you. Let's live a Book of Acts lifestyle together. Hey, so I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you have any questions or any comments, I would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or, or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion. You could email pastor at tworiversassembly.com. That's T-W-O, riversassembly.com. And, and just share with me what your thoughts are, maybe something that I talked about that you, you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification. Or maybe you, you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented. And I'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and, and hear what this impact is making in your life. God bless you. Have a great week.